What a joy it has already been to be in the Lord's house this morning. So thankful for this time He's given us and for the time now to look into His blessed Word. The title of today's message is, With Joy Giving Thanks to the Father. With Joy Giving Thanks to the Father. Our scripture text will be from Colossians in chapter 1, and I will read verses 9 through 14. Our focal point will be verses 12 through 14 that I will be preaching from today. But I wanted to also include at the beginning the beautiful prayer that Paul or he let them know what he was praying for them. And who is them? The church at Colossae. And he had heard of their faith and their love through a beloved fellow minister, Epaphras. And that's where we begin in verse 9 today. And so if you are physically able this morning, I invite you to stand with me in the honor and reverence, the reading of God's Word. And so, from this day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. And you may be seated. God bless the reading of His Word today. You know, it is a difficult thing to not be thankful when you have joy. It's just hard. When you're filled with joy, thankfulness is just one of those things, those virtues that pour out of a joy-filled life. And just as it is to be, it is difficult to be thankful when you're joyless. When you have no joy, it is very hard to truly be thankful. Paul wrote, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks. Joy comes through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And it also comes through His Word being implanted into our lives. It's been my prayer that we today may receive that joy through His Word and the Lord's presence here among us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you at this time to open your blessed word. I pray, Lord, that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will and give us spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we too would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing unto you, bearing fruit in every good work. And Lord, that today we might continue to increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthen us with your power according to your glorious might, Lord. And today, fill us with joy that we too will give thanks to the Father. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Verse 12 says, giving thanks. And again, that is not a new sentence. So you see it before that, 
patience with joy. Actually, in the original Greek, you could also put a comma after patience where it would say, with joy giving thanks to the Father. You know, it is uh, a blessed thing to give thanks to Jesus Christ. It is an easy thing for many Christians, or should be for all Christians, to give thanks to Jesus Christ. Because it is Christ who revealed to us the glory of God. He came and dwelt among us. And man beheld the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. He was tempted as we are, and yet withstood those temptations. That he might remain pure. He would go to the cross. He would bear our sins there at the cross, becoming the sacrificial Lamb of God. Able to bring forth our justification, pleasing God, as God poured His wrath upon Jesus Christ. There Christ gave His life because He loved us so much. He was laid in a tomb and resurrected on the third day, ascended into heaven and hearing our prayers even now. It is good to give thanks to Jesus. It is easy many times to give thanks to Jesus when we see the cross, when we sing of the cross, and we are reminded of the wonderful sacrifice that He gave for our salvation. It is also easy to give thanks to the Holy Spirit, in a Christian's life at least, because we understand that it is the Holy Spirit that guides us, that helps us, that comforts us in all circumstances of life, that brings us joy in our soul and spirit, that gives us peace and faith and love. And He also convicts us when we stray and draws us back into the path that the Lord has for us. It is good to give thanks, and it is easy to give thanks to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. We are redeemed through the person and work of Jesus, but let us be reminded today that it was the Father that sent Jesus into the world because He so loved it. And yes, it is the Holy Spirit that the believer is sealed with until the day that Christ returns for us, but it is the Father in heaven who stamped that seal upon our lives. We must also thank the Father with joy for giving both Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit unto us. And Jesus exclaimed on several occasions that He only did what the Father revealed to Him. He only said what the Father revealed to Him. He came to do the will of the Father. And when Jesus taught us about the coming of the Holy Spirit. He said He will not speak upon His own accord, but only what the Father tells us. They only did as the Father told them in that day, accomplishing then and still today, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are still accomplishing the Father's will in our lives. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Oh, praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We give thanks to the Father with joy because He has blessed us. And Paul tells us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit how He has blessed us. He has blessed us in a beautiful way. In verse 12 it says, Who has qualified 
you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. How has God blessed us that we should be thankful? How has the Father blessed us? Well, we see here that the Bible says that the Father has qualified us. In the Greek, that means to make, He has made us sufficient to share in the inheritance with the holy ones or the saints in light. Beloved, we do not make ourselves sufficient, but God the Father has made us sufficient. We are qualified by the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, the child of God by grace and through faith is qualified to share in the inheritance. Beloved Christian, you are now fit for heaven, whether you've been saved a few weeks or many years. We saw Peyton come forward a couple of weeks ago and give her heart and life to Jesus Christ. And then we think of probably our oldest person here today, Brother Rex. But Peyton is just as fit for heaven as Brother Rex. They have both been qualified through their faith in Jesus Christ by the Father for heaven. Now it's true, we're not perfected yet. And the church has not yet been seen in her perfect wedding garment. But because of the love of the Father, the blood of Jesus Christ, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you are fit for heaven now, Christian. And there are some who say, we can't say that we're fit until we die and go before the Lord. And I say that is blasphemous. And it despises the work of Jesus Christ at the cross. The Scriptures teach us That Jesus qualifies us through the shedding of His blood and prepares us and our faith in Him. We are saved and now there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can know because God does the qualifying through the blood of His Son. We can know. And if you're depending upon your works, you're not aiming, you're not going through the way of the cross, and you will miss heaven. The way of the cross leads home, my beloved. He has qualified us. I don't qualify myself. And that's the blessing of grace from God the Father. That He makes me sufficient for heaven. I do not make myself sufficient for heaven. Beloved, you do not make yourself sufficient for heaven. But God, through the sacrifice of Jesus, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, makes you sufficient to share in the inheritance. And what is the inheritance? Is it heaven? Is it something to come? Yes. But this is also a present blessing. It is a present blessing. Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance with the saints in light? It is a work that God has done and is to be rejoiced in now in our lives, living with joy now because the Father has qualified us to share in the inheritance. Last week, uh, Trey and Tori were in my office while we were out, and 
uh, they were going through my top drawer. Do any of your kids do that? And they found some pictures that we had come across a few years ago of Paula and I's wedding shower. And their comment after uh, church was, Dad, you were a lot skinnier then. Thank you. And that Mama was hot. And she still is. But that was pictures of our wedding shower. It was before the wedding. But for many months, there were commitments made. There were promises made. There was planning to be done. There was preparation to be done. There was anticipation, celebration, fellowship for that period as we prepared She was my bride, but it was not fully revealed until she came down the aisle dressed in her wedding garment. You know it is the same with us. And marriage is a picture of the relationship between Jesus Christ and His church. No, we are not perfected yet, but the covenant has been made through the blood of Jesus. Promises have been given by God and to us that we have been qualified by our faith in the Son, Jesus Christ. Planning is made. Preparation. Jesus Christ told His disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. Anticipation. That is why we join on the Lord's Day for worship. Because we are anticipating the great day of worship in heaven with the angels one day around the throne. There is fellowship and celebration going on in our midst. We are the bride. If you're a Christian, God has qualified you through Jesus Christ. We just have not been seen in our garment yet, but we will. The Bible goes on to say that we share in the inheritance with the saints. And again, that Greek word means the holy ones. Every believer is a holy one. That is hard for us to say. That we are saints or holy And certainly it is difficult to say, because God has made you sufficient to be holy. We are not holy upon our own accord, but that when the Father looks at us as a Christian, as a believer who has trusted in Jesus and His work at the cross, He does not see our sin, but He sees the blood of Jesus covering us. We have been made holy, a saint, only because God the Father has qualified us. And one is not fit to share or to be holy until Christ and His cross are believed upon. And then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is given to that qualified saint, if you will, to walk in holiness. He states that we share in the inheritance with the saints in light. Saints are not some uh, super saints, if you will. But a saint is every believer that God the Father has qualified through faith in Jesus Christ. But he says saints in light. Now this implies that since we have been given the light of the gospel through Jesus Christ, we are in light. And what is the light? The light, first of all, is spiritual knowledge of the goodness of Jesus. The light of joy through salvation the light of love, and all other things blessed, such as peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We live with hope in light. 
We've been made to share in that, even now, and filled with joy even now. If we have been qualified to be in the light, then we must also, the Scriptures teach us, to walk in the light as He, Jesus, is in the light. We have been made to walk with Jesus even by faith now on this earth as the bride is being prepared. It goes on to say in verse 13, He, God the Father, has delivered us or rescued us from the domain or the jurisdiction of darkness. Those of you who have been qualified through faith in Jesus Christ have been rescued from the jurisdiction of darkness. You are no longer slaves to the flesh, slaves to Satan, slaves to the world. You've been freed from moral darkness. You've been freed from having no knowledge and worship of Jesus Christ. Where the soul of man is cursed and doomed, that burden has been lifted from you. Where you once were filthy with lust and passion and fears, God the Father has qualified you to share in the inheritance with the saints in light, and He has rescued you from the jurisdiction of darkness, and now the light of life has shone into your hearts. Hallelujah. Mammoth Cave is a place that probably everyone in this place knows. Many of us have visited Mammoth Cave. I remember as a child... Mom and Dad taking me into Mammoth Cave. And I remember when they shut down the lights. How many of you have been in there when they shut down the lights? It is a darkness that you cannot even see your hand if you put it right in front of your face. You know, and I remember as a child it was interesting at first. I'd never seen darkness like that. It may be fun for a second when you're down there maybe with family and friends and wow, this you're in awe of the darkness. And I thought if you were to stay in that darkness for very long without the lights being given to you, it would then turn into a terrifying place, wouldn't it? It would then turn into a hopeless place. And if you were to stay there for lengthy periods of time in that total darkness, probably would lead to insanity with most people. Listen to me this morning, beloved. The longer one stays in the darkness, the deeper the soul sleeps. Not being able to hear the gospel message and be led out to walk in the light. I say today, if you are not a Christian, if if you are seeing the light of Jesus Christ through this Word today, if you are hearing God speak to you, follow the light and come out of the darkness before you have stayed too long and can no longer hear the call of God the Father. But praise God, this is not the case for the Christian. We have been transferred. He said we've been rescued from the jurisdiction of darkness and we have been brought into the light. We have been transferred from the world of darkness into the eternal kingdom of His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. The eternal kingdom of God's beloved Son. We are now, those who have been saved, we are called citizens 
of the kingdom of God forever to dwell in that glorious place that has no tear to fill the eye, no death to sadden the heart, no illness to burden the body, we shall be translated into the glorious new heaven and new earth one day where we'll know and experience the joys of salvation, where we'll sing and praise with the heavenly choir, where we'll walk with our brothers and sisters in Christ and rejoice in the light Jesus Christ forever. Praise the Lord, for He is glorious. Never shall His promise fail. God hath made His saints victorious. Sin and death shall not prevail. When I stand before the throne, dressed in beauty, not my own, when I see Thee as Thou art, and love Thee with unsinning heart, then, Lord, shall I fully know, not till then, how much I owe. Would we not today and every day with joy give thanks to the Father because He so loved the world in darkness that He gave His only Son, Jesus Christ, that came and left the glories of heaven and put on our flesh and walked among us and calls us His friend and brother and gave His life for us at the cross of Calvary. And therefore, those who believe have everlasting life. You have redemption and your sins are forgiven, as it says in verse 14. In whom, speaking of Jesus and God the Father, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so, child of God, with joy, give thanks to the Father every day. Because He has qualified you. He has made you sufficient to share in the inheritance with the holy ones. In light, you've been rescued from the jurisdiction, the domain of darkness, and transferred into the kingdom of His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. You have been redeemed. Your sins have been forgiven. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give thanks with joy every day and walk in the light as He is in the light. Do you know for sure that these things have taken place in your life? Have you today truly been transferred from darkness into the light by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ? Has God the Father qualified you through faith in Jesus Christ? Has He made you sufficient? You could live a thousand lives and still not qualify yourself by your own works and righteousness. It is God the Father that qualifies you to share in the inheritance when you believe in the Son that He sent to rescue you from darkness. Has that happened in your life today? Child of God, have you forgotten where your joy comes from? Are you joyful? And because you're joyful, are you thankful to the Father? Today, would you be? 
Would you ask the Father to fill you with the joy of the goodness of light in the gospel today? Or, beloved, I want to ask you a serious question. Does the darkness sit heavy upon you today? If so, you can be qualified today. You can be made sufficient today by calling out to Jesus Christ in faith, asking Him to redeem you and to forgive you of your sins. And God the Father will make you sufficient to share in the inheritance with the Holy Ones in light.